What is up, friends? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today's episode, well, I guess I feel like I have a few things to discuss. And normally I podcast on Tuesdays, but I'm super busy this week doing some continuing education. Um, so my days are pretty slammed and wanted to get this in before tomorrow starts. So um, I just feel like I have a, a few topics that I want to talk about and obviously give you guys a few things to honestly help you in your fitness journey, which is what I'm going to be talking about today, which is going to be cheat meals. But before I get into that, I feel like I have some more important stuff to talk about. Um, first off, uh, just kind of talking about yesterday for me, um, I was raised Catholic and was baptized as an infant and um, as an adult, uh, well, going into adulthood, I should say, I kind of lost my relationship with faith in God. And there was times where I even questioned if I believed in anything. Um, and my journey back into Christianity and finding a, a place where I felt like I, I could develop a relationship with Jesus and God um, took me quite a long time. And I'm very grateful for the people in my life that uh, openly brought me into their community and invited me with their family and I remember spending Sundays with that family and Sundays just anyways, long story short is uh, I had been contemplating the decision of getting baptized uh, as an adult for probably a year to two years. Now I've, I've thought about it and um, honestly just hadn't ever, no pun intended, taken the plunge. <laughs> that was funny, right? Um because I honestly felt like I wasn't worthy because I, I struggled to read the Bible. I struggled to, um, you know, kind of, sometimes I struggle to put God first and I know that. Um, but I think that what I've learned over time is that I'm never going to be worthy and that I'm always going to make mistakes and that, um, that me being baptized, isn't this saying that I'm never going to make a mistake again, or that it's just saying that I, I am declaring that I am a follower of Jesus. And I want everybody to know that my life is dedicated to serving him. And I know that everything that happens, he already knows is going to happen and that, um, I'm okay with that. And that there's going to be things that don't work out in my favor and things that do and whatever that favor is, it's all for him. And so yesterday, um, super crazy. God works miracles and in mysterious ways. Um, the girl who baptized me, uh, is the, one of the girls she was, she brought me to her church years ago. First church I went to as an adult that wasn't for a funeral. Um, God, it had to have been 10 years ago now, maybe even no more like 12, 12 years ago now. Um, and she's just always kind of shown up in my life at the most convenient times exactly when I need her. And I feel like it was God working in her in so many ways. And, um, to the point where yesterday I texted her, um, as I was getting ready to leave my house said, getting ready to leave my house. And I'm having a lot of self-doubt and honestly contemplated waiting because my parents were going to come. But then when they found out it was the beach, they were going to not come. I was like, Oh, I can just wait and do another one. And they'll come to that one. So I contemplated not going and, um, but I texted her for accountability and got in my car and drove there. I'm like, I know, you know what? I'm just going to drive there. What's the worst that can happen? I'll drive there. If I don't do it, I don't do it. And because it was going to be a very busy 
e-service. Um, there's a lot of people there. They had a shuttle that was taking us over. So I parked my car and I was going to walk over. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm right on time. I should probably just take the shuttle just to be safe. Get in the shuttle. I'm the first one in the shuttle. And who shows up to sit next to me is that friend. <laughs> the friend that took me to church for the first time uh, as an adult almost, almost 11 years ago. And she sat next to me and I was like, how does God do this? Like, how did he put her in this shuttle? How did we both end up in the exact same shuttle? There's thousands of people here right now. And she ends up sitting right next to me. And um, so it was just a really amazing experience and um, something that I am very proud of doing. So um just wanted to share that with you guys because it was something that was on my heart today and on my mind, obviously. I, I left there like being like, what's next? <laughs> she basically told me, nothing changes. You're going to see a lot more struggle though. You're going to definitely find yourself in a lot more situations where you have to choose. And uh, I, I definitely feel that already today. So um, amazing experience. Happy that I went through it um, and looking forward to what's to come. So um, second thing on my mind is that we are in CrossFit Games Week. In fact, guys, I gotta take a sip of my water. If you know, no, it's it's Florida, it's hot. We are in CrossFit Games Week, and honestly, I just have to pull up it. I haven't I've been so bad about social media lately, but I did see that they did post all of the workouts for the uh masters. I don't know if they've announced any other. Ooh, it looks like they've also announced some more for the individuals as well. So I thought it would be cool to kind of just kind of run down what they've already announced. And honestly, I'm seeing the uh, the individuals for the first time. So it looks like the first individual workout for all uh, all age groups is a AMRAP of a mountain bike. Hmm. That'll be interesting. I guess I can't wait to see what the, the, the track looks like. Hopefully it's going to be some uh, some hills. I'm sure Rich Froning's liking that one. Um, interesting that it's an AMRAP, but I guess it makes sense considering the little bit of a cluster they had last year with the uh, debacle about people missing laps and all that kinds of stuff. So, oh, thanks guys for the congratulations. I'm sorry I didn't have my, I, my, um, my comments turned on. I don't know why you can't hear me, um, but thank you. Hopefully you got it figured out. Um, thanks guys. I appreciate that. I probably should have looked at my comments. Comments are turned on now. Um, but going back into the CrossFit games, right? By the way, can I tell you something so cool before I go to the CrossFit games? The church that I go to is called Christ Fellowship and I love it. And what's so crazy is that like how much CrossFit plays a point part in my life, the initials are the same. So every time I go there, when I first went there, I'm like, CF, CF, Christ Fellowship, CrossFit, just funny, but anyways, so first workout, they have a long ride, um, interesting, but like I said, um, I think it's going to be probably better since last year they had the whole debacle about people like were missing laps on that long, uh, bike to bike to work workout. Second one, absolutely love, love, love this workout. It's 10 pig flips, 25 chest to bar pull-ups, 50 toes to bar. 100 wall ball shots, 50 toes to bar, 25 chest to bar pull-ups, 10 pig flips. 
I really love this style of workout. In fact, I've been doing a lot of these myself right now in training where I'll do like, uh, maybe not so technical. Cause right now I'm, I'm just like broken to shit right now. I'm going to be honest. I got some hamstring stuff going on anyway. So, um, I like doing where I'll do like a machine, like yeah, 15 cal ski, hundred foot handstand walk, 50 GHG, hundred foot handstand walk, handstand walk, 50 calorie ski. And I'll do that for like three sets. I love this style of workout. I just think it's super fun and, and how the chest bar goes in the toes to bar. And then it goes toe to bar to chest to bar. It's going to be really cool to see how athletes break that up. Um, definitely don't think going unbroken is the right strategy, but I definitely think you're going to see some athletes, uh, pushing that for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, if you can get the chest of bars unbroken and break the toes to bar up, it might be good. The second set of toes to bar, you're definitely going to want to break up for sure. Uh, going into that last set of chest of bars. Third workout they have announced so far is the alpaca redux, if I'm saying that correctly. So it looks like obviously last year, because they did not get a chance to do this workout the way they wanted to with the legless rope climbs, they are reprogramming it with the rope climbs. Hopefully weather holds up this time for them to do that, uh, which is going to be kind of cool to see the difference. Um, Cause that was a much more balanced workout with legless rope climbs built in. Uh, obviously they have the cross country 5k, which I, I do like that. I think the 5k, everybody keeps saying it. It's the most programmed workout on the, CrossFit.com website, which yes, it is, but it's also a pretty common workout to be done. I mean, people do 5Ks for like turkey trot and whatever. I think it's just a very good test of overall fitness. The time domain's right. Um, it kind of doesn't favor smaller or larger. It's kind of that right in the middle ground, uh, you know, obviously being on the on the train. So, and then you've got the Olympic lifting total. One at max snatch, one at max cleaning jerk. I would love to see this. Oh, I, I want to see how they're going to put this one out there. I think it would be really cool if, uh, if it was more of like a platform. I love those events where they do like the platform where, you, you know, they give them so many minutes to do that. And like people that hit that, if they could keep going on, that would have been awesome. But it's probably just going to be a standard, you know, three minutes for this, three minutes for that, just going into what we know about the masters as well. Um, so going into the masters workouts, um, which is the other one I want to talk about age group. Here we go. Um, we have, it looks like all of their workouts lined up along with the uh, three, six. I'm going to actually assume, I think there's got to be one more. I mean, I could be wrong. Did they say seven or eight tests? Anybody in the comments know, is it seven or eight tests? Um, because I see, I see seven on there. And if anybody in the comments knows, just let me know. Um, okay. So first workout for them, they are doing the Olympic total first. So, I mean, honestly, good for them. They get to do it fresh. Uh, second workout is going to be a chipper style workout where they do similar to the individuals, not as sexy though. So they've got 84 foot farmer carry 21 burpee pig jump over. So just think burpee box jump over, uh, farmer carry around three dummies, 50 wall ball shots, 50 cal row, 50 wall ball shots, farmer carry, burpee box jump overs, farmer carry. Uh, grunt work, that's all this one is, straight up grunt work. So they're going from more of a technical lift into the grunt work, into classic CrossFit. They've got Helen, uh, classic Helen. Guys, I have a feeling that the Helen workout program for the individuals, if it's, my thoughts were this, if it's going to be just Helen, it's going to be a 
time specific Helen. Like you've got to get it done in this amount of time or you don't go on. Um, very similar to how they did uh, Jackie Pro last year where they had to finish the thousand meter road at a specific time. I could see them doing the exact same thing with the Helen workout for individuals. But for masters, it looks like it's just standard Helen. Um, so 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull-ups, classic CrossFit workout. I could also see it for the individuals doing Helen that they might do a uh, 400 meter run, like 21 double KB snatch, and then 12 bar muscle ups or something kind of like that was my other thoughts. Um, day two for the masters, they've got three rounds for time, three rope climbs, 10 deadlifts, 40 foot sled push, 126 foot sled pull, pull push. Uh, so kind of sexy. Uh, I think this one's going to be interesting, maybe legless. We'll see. There's not really any details just yet, I don't think. Let me see. Let's see if they put the details in on that one. Gymnastics chipper. Pulling power. Here we go. No, they don't have any details yet. So it'll be interesting to see what they have for the weights and all that on that. Um, gymnastics chipper is next. 48-foot handstand walk. 30 box jumps. 30 GHGs. 30 single leg squats. 30 toaster bars. And then, so it's kind of similar to the day before where it's a up and then back down, toes to bars, single leg. I don't know how I like, it's it's very similar standard, it's similar workouts in terms of the structure. I don't know that I love that everything is kind of the same. It's a three rounds for time, three rounds for time, up and down, up and down, and then single modality. They got the 5K. And then the final day, They've got a 50 calorie ski, 50 calorie echo bike, 75 double unders, 50 calorie ski, 50 calorie C2 bike, 75 double unders. I think this one could have been, I honestly think that this one would have been a better one to see an up and down where they did like 50 calorie ski, 75 double unders, 50 cal echo, echo bike, 75 double unders, 50 calorie ski. And they could have used a C2 bike somewhere else or use a C2 bike in this one, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I can't wait to see how the games workouts look, um, looking at them on paper, nothing super sexy. Like I said, it's a lot of up and back, right? You got the farmer carry pig jump, farmer carry wall ball, row wall ball, farmer carry. It's the same, same three cap, three rounds for time. Um, would have loved to see, I guess a little bit more, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Creativity with the way they've structured the workouts instead of just doing essentially three chippers, three down and back chippers. But I, it's all about the test, man. It's all about the test. So we'll see. Excited to see what's going to be coming for the, uh, I guess, the teams and also the individuals. But uh, that's what we got so far. So now that I did all my CrossFit talk, my baptism talk, um, if you're still listening and you're like, all right, Cheryl, I thought this episode was about cheat meals because <laughs> it is. Uh, guys, I, I love just giving you guys some stuff that's going to help you guys just break up with this mindset of like, you suck at your nutrition. That's plain and simple what I want to do. Because um, a lot of people blame themselves for not being able to be consistent. But a lot of times they're blaming themselves for the wrong thing. They're blaming themselves because they can't be consistent with following extremes and restriction. When in reality, they should be blaming themselves for buying into all of these things. And 
I could go down the rabbit hole of all the things that I, I love being able to change people's minds on. They don't have to do no carb diets anymore. They don't have to do intermittent fasting anymore. They don't have to starve themselves. They don't, you know, but whatever it is. And today I wanted to talk about just cheat meals in general. So um, I do have a few notes that I wanted to talk about because I just like to make sure that I cover all the bases. So uh, there's, when I think, when I talk about cheat meals, what I'm essentially talking about is those people out there that maybe they're following a plan, they sign up for something, they're they're in a fat loss phase or trying to lose weight and they are looking for that one day a week or that one meal a week where they can just be like, whatever I want to have, I'm going to have it. And I used to fall into this category. I used to do this myself. In fact, I was eating paleo for a very long time, uh, eating zone for a very long time. And I wouldn't have cheat meals every week, but I would have cheat meals pretty regularly. And they were not just a, a few bites of pizza. It was like, I'm going to eat the whole pizza because I'm not eating pizza again for a month. Um, and there's also a lot of problems with cheat meals. And that's why I want to talk about it. So first and foremost, cheat meals, we don't cheat on food, right? Like think about what cheating really is. Like the definition of cheating. It's like you are in school and you're in sixth grade and you didn't study for your tests and you're like taking a look over at your friend and like you're stealing her answers, right? Like you're cheating on a test. Um, people cheat on people. They are dishonest. And so really the definition of cheating is like dishonesty or like, you know, whatever you want to call it, but people tend to think of food that way. And it's really not about cheating on your food. Um, the real reason people look at it like cheating though, is because they feel like it's wrong to be able to enjoy food that isn't like quote unquote part of their plan, which is the problem because there shouldn't be foods that are not allowed on your food plan. Like there shouldn't be. Now there are foods that we should be eating less of and more of, and there are foods that people probably tend to overeat on that we want to kind of watch out for. But telling yourself you're going to save it for a cheat meal is essentially continuing to reinstill this belief that like, that's bad for you to have those things. And you can't control yourself to have a small portion of it and move on because you can have a small portion of these foods and actually still maintain and continue to make results happen for yourself. So it's, it goes, it takes me down the rabbit hole of people talking about I'm addicted to sugar. I can't stop eating these foods. It's because, well, the main reason is they're not eating enough in general and they're going to these things when they're haven't eaten all day or they're super stressed out and they're not eating enough of anything and they just, they're hungry. So of course they're going to overeat those things they are high in calories, low in volume. So when it comes to cheat meals, they're like, it's, it's this mindset that like, it's, it's, it actually makes it okay to cheat, right? It's, I've been so good. So it's okay for me to cheat. And that doesn't make any sense either. Like, so what, what's the real problem here? All right. So number one is that cheat meals are reinforcing this mindset that your dietary plan is too restrictive to include the foods that you enjoy, that you're like, you really want something, but you're not going to have it because it doesn't fit the plan and that you have to wait until the end of the week. And then you're going to like have it then because you're not having it all week. I've been good all week to have that. Um, the biggest problem with this is that oftentimes people aren't realizing how many calories they're consuming on these days or in these meals. And they're often under eating during the week. And so, and I also think that it's really hard for people to, to isolate a quote unquote cheat meal to one meal, especially on the weekends. It usually segues into, 
oh, I already had that. So tomorrow eh, I'm going to have that too. And then before you know it, that one meal has now trickled into an entire weekend. And now Monday, they're getting back on the quote unquote diet plan. So it ends up really negating all of their efforts all week. They're working so hard all week to stay on track only to save it for the weekend and blow it off. Right. So why not just develop a nutrition plan where you don't have to have that restriction all week and you can actually enjoy your food. And then, yeah, maybe your choices are a little bit more dense in calories and lower in volume on a Saturday night because you want to go out and have something. That's okay. Guys, this is why I believe in flexible dieting. It's not about being perfect on macros and, and being all cookie cutter. It's about understanding the nutritional contents of the foods that you consume on a normal basis and how to make adjustments to those things when you want to have something that maybe isn't as high in calorie or high in quality. It might be higher in calories. Like that's what I true heartedly believe in. Um, 80, 20 is the way to live your life. Okay. So second thing is, is for those of you guys out there that value your fitness, I say this and I love saying this is like, you are literally usually starving your workouts and feeding your social life and your cheat meals. Like you're living for that one meal a week. Okay. Well, there's two problems that you're starving your workouts and feeding your social life. Like I mentioned, right? So you're going to literally under eat all week when you're trying to, you know, make progress in the gym. And then you're going to eat on the weekend, all these calories when you're likely not working out as much. Okay. So that's not really making any sense, especially for those of you guys out there that do count calories and you're obsessed with your watches because you know, you're burning more calories during the week for the most part. And now you're saving all your food for the weekend when you're less active. Okay. That doesn't really make any sense. All right. So are you starving your workouts and feeding your social life? That doesn't really make any sense. That's what these cheat meals tend to instill though. You know, so I think that, and I'm going to go into some better ways to talk about this. Uh, I also like to talk about the metabolic changes that happen. Women are always complaining about my metabolism sucks. My metabolism sucks. Well, if you chronically keep underfeeding yourself and then overfeeding yourself, you are literally giving your brain the, the signals that, okay, I need to be storing food because I'm going to go into a restrictive pattern again. And it's your body is learning these patterns. Um, energy decreases because you're underfed and then you're obviously eating more on the weekends and likely not moving as much. I already mentioned this, but like the overconsumption of calories, very, very common with cheat meal mindset. People don't realize it. Guys, a typical burger and fries is 15 to 1600 calories. Add alcohol and appetizers to that, you're looking at 22 to 2400 calories. Yet I will normally prescribe somebody to start their calorie intake for the day at around 2000 calories. And they're like, oh my God, this is way too much food. I'm like, well, you can easily consume this on the weekend, I promise you, especially if you add drinks involved, if drinks are involved. Sorry, guys, I had to take a sip of my drink. All right. So I want to kind of go into the main problem. I've talked about the main problem. Is okay. What you think is that you should not be eating these foods regularly. And that is a, co a correct thing. So when I talk about the cheat meals, let's really talk about what a cheat meal typically looks like. For most people, it's hyper palatable foods. It's going to be uh, like pizza, sushi, French fries, ice cream, um, you know, whatever. It's just like you're eating a lot of food in higher calories and you know you should not be consuming them in large amounts. So what people typically do is, is save them for a weekend, okay? So you are right to say we should not be eating these types of foods all the time. However, the, the concept of making it a cheat does not make sense either, because like I said, you're reinforcing the mindset and like the overconsuming calories. But a better way would be to honestly allow yourself to 
moderate calories intake on, on, on a cheat, uh, moderate calorie intake by maybe giving yourself a few more calories a couple of days a week, or maybe not every single week, but a couple of days a month, where you can enjoy a little bit more food, a little bit more flexibility, but still keep portions in check. And this is why I full heartedly believe in people actually keeping a food audit when they're eating out and eating out socially or, or doing these, having foods that are higher in calories, not just when they're eating their food that they cook at home, because they're not teaching themselves. They're reinforcing this belief that they shouldn't look at that stuff. And that is a very important part of you maintaining your body and whatever results you achieve. Like you're not going to always live to never eat those foods again. So it is important to incorporate them. So breaking up with the cheat meal mindset and just be like, all right, today I'm going to be a little over on my calories, but I want to be able to enjoy this. That's okay. That's not a cheat. That's part of the plan. It's okay to do that and still say, Hey, I'm still on track with things. I'm giving you guys permission to realize that like, that is a totally normal thing to do. Okay. So I also think that when you are actually eating enough food throughout the week and throughout the day, when you go to consume those foods, it does make it a little bit easier. And I want to give you guys some strategies here to be able to incorporate those things. Because I think the biggest reason why people like to call it a cheat and don't want to think about the calories is because the portion sizes are like if they want to limit their calories to four to 500, the amount of those foods they can eat is so small that it makes them feel like they won't enjoy it. So here are some strategies that I want you guys to understand to help you guys break up with the cheat meal mindset, enjoy some quote unquote hyper palatable foods, and still actually stick to losing weight or maintaining your weight loss is number one is eating a high quality diet the majority of the day and the majority of your life. And that means eating a lot of whole foods, lean proteins, vegetables, uh, complex carbohydrates in, in large amounts to make you feel satiated. And I think that also on these days where you want to have these hyper palatable foods, that the meals around those plant, those meals should be planned and that meal should be somewhat planned. It shouldn't be just winging it. And you want to be able to plan, okay, this is what I want to have. You can kind of plan the rest of your day, high volume, high protein, high car, high quality to allow for that. And then at that meal, trying to make it a smart meal, where if you want to have one or two slices of pizza, but you know, that's not going to make you feel really full. Maybe you are adding in a salad with some grilled chicken on top as well. So you're getting some veggies and some protein and you're having your pizza too. If you want to have ice cream that night, maybe you are planning to have a pretty healthy dinner where you're sticking to maybe like a lean protein, and a veggie, and you're having the ice cream as well. So this is a better mindset to have to allow you guys to build moderation without thinking that you have to quote unquote cheat. It allows you to do this more regularly as well. Okay. So this way you're not just saving it all. I, I will also say this, like maybe you have your kids and you guys want to go for pizza on a Tuesday night. You should be able to be like, all right, I'm going to be a little bit flexible tonight. I'm going to have the pizza tonight. You shouldn't be having to save it for your cheat meal. Okay. Next thing to talk about with, with quote unquote, like building in these days is that there's a big difference between special occasions and meals that are focused around the food versus being with friends and family and just wanting to be able to be social and food is part of that equation. Going to your routine, like chilies or Longhorn or whatever, meeting up with your friends isn't super special. So just because you're there with friends doesn't mean you have to be overindulgent, especially if you have goals. You can have that food whenever you want it. So why not just pick things that are actually in line with what you enjoy, but also are fitting into your day? You don't have to eat just the plain pouring, boring chicken, but you can also make smart choices there and be moderate with things. Okay. So the last thing that I want to kind of talk about with this whole, this whole dollar menu at Taco Bell, my God, that's hilarious. 
um, about this whole mindset around cheat meals and, and food and all that stuff is this. I made this post in my Facebook group last week and I, and I want to just talk about it a little bit is this, it's like how much of your happiness and your enjoyment and pleasure is focused around what type of food you're eating, because that's really the big problem that people have. You should enjoy the food that you're eating on a, on a seven day basis. You should enjoy it. You should look forward to it. I love everything that I eat. I pick snacks that I like. I, I enjoy everything that I have. I eat a high quality diet. I enjoy, you know, making some fun recipes, but for the most part, I'm pretty simple. Okay. My happiness is not dictated on what I'm putting in my mouth. All right. So that's a big thing for people to come to terms with is that if every time you're out socializing, you feel like you can't have fun unless you're, you know, feeding yourself really hyper palatable, indulgent foods. Maybe the problem isn't your cheat meal mindset. Maybe it's really how you're identifying happiness. Now, like I said, there are times where like the food is the, is the event you're going to like a dinner show, uh, like a, whatever you're going to a dinner show. It's a birthday party, um, a special occasion, a, a celebration, things where like the food is really special. When I say birthday party, I shouldn't even say that. Cause sometimes it's like little Caesar's pizza. Is that really special? Okay. So it might be a special place you're going for your birthday. It might be Christmas or Thanksgiving. Those are times where like, you shouldn't have to really stress about food. It's not a cheat meal though. It's like literally like we're just not thinking about calories today. We're just enjoying food. And those days are so, those days are so inconsistent that they don't really factor in. But every week, if you are constantly telling yourself you need a cheat week or you need a cheat day, that's a problem. That's a problem. That means that your diet is too restrictive for you, that you're being good all week to save it for this one day. You should be able to be moderate and enjoy yourself and not have this mindset that it's a bad thing. Um, and that should work into your plan seriously. So that's what I got for you guys today. A uh, little bit of a topic on that. I don't care for cake. I actually Bruce Wayne. Okay. I like, I like cookies way more. You know what I really am. I am a person that likes cookies and ice cream or brownie and ice cream. I like cold and like warm together, like a brownie Sunday, chocolate, brownie, vanilla ice cream. That's my thing, but that's me. Um, that's what I like best. Cake, I could do without cake too. I like cake. With, I like the cake, but not the icing. Like I'm the girl that will take the icing off and have the cake, cake and ice cream, but not the icing. So, but um, but yeah. So that's what I got, guys. Um, you are a little bit late, Bruce Wayne. I'm looking back to see if I miss anybody's topics. Uh, but guys, that's, that's what I got for you guys. My goal, honestly, is just to help you guys build a sustainable diet. That's what it is. So. If you're struggling to build a sustainable diet to achieve fat loss, lean muscle, all that good stuff, I feel like I'm selling an infomercial here, uh, reach out to me. That's what I do. I want to help you guys out, fuel your workouts, not your fat, not body fat. Um, that's what I'm here for. So until next time, guys, see y'all later.